0: an artist has midwife speaking welcome to up yours downstairs the podcast that binge watched the rest of season six of call the midwife and didn't take notes hashtag sorry not sorry i'm kelly anakin Wow, that was a line in the episode. I know. They have meta. They have really been listening to our podcast, <laughs> which is ironic because we only started doing this after season six had already aired. Yeah. Also,
1: they did not have podcasting technology at the time. I'm Amy Schneider, by the way. You probably know that. But I realized <laughs> I haven't said it.
0: I do like to think of whether we're getting. New- Although I did, I boosted our post about Menses. <laughs> <gasps> oh God! Oh. oh! I'm more excited than Sister Monica Joan about a Bakewell tart,
1: <laughs> is what's going on here. I was so excited when I saw it, because I was so excited to tell you about it.
0: <laughs> and you only, like, 25% told me, which yeah, was, because ex- yeah. you were like, oh, did you see who they cast as as Prince Philip? And I was like, duh. Me have phone. <laughs> Look, I, listen. I'm a very busy woman. No, yeah, it's you far. know. But uh, anyway, but I, but it also had only been announced like an hour before. Yeah, so I, I didn't just feel saw it on a cousin's. Well, Twitter and feed, well, so. and also yeah, because yeah, that's the thing too is like nobody had even posted it or like tweeted at us with it, which is unusual.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't. It wasn't posted at me. It was just one of the cousins. No, I, I understand. On Twitter, like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said
0: that. I don't know either, but I follow a lot of cousins also, but I also follow a lot of other garbage people. Oh, right. Um, I want to live a simpler life. (laughs) I just sounded like Sheila. Oh, Oh, Patrick, (laughs) I want to live a simpler life. That was a little bit too Irish. Well, right. Look, we're all doing the best we can here. You know what? Then run, Sheila, run. You know who's doing the best, though? Menzies! (laughs) Ooh. Menzies, <laughs> hashtag summer of Menzies. That's right. Oh, this is when it's going to happen. <laughs> I I don't even care that it's going to be like winter or whatever. When <laughs> it I'm gonna be like summer of Menzies. You're always, all year round.
1: That's that's your life's motto. Let
0: the men shine. <laughs> Let the men shine in the
1: men shining okay Yes. so we've talked about that yes we have talked about it sung about it we
0: forgot to talk about top chef in the finale oh right but yeah. that was on patreon i don't oh, know if yeah. we should be mixing the streams <laughs> i mean i think we can
1: yeah we can do that well, yeah well, we want to drive people to patreon when yeah we're
0: awesome. get over there
1: <laughs> we invite you to come over
0: i was you that time yeah, and you were me that's
1: right <laughs> we keep things fresh um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a really good season.
0: It was uh, it displaced season. You know, and I thought it was season 5 that was my favorite season, but it wasn't. It was season 6. Okay. With the Brothers Voltaggio okay. and my personal favorite, the Robot Voltaggio, <laughs> That's right. and yes. Jen Carroll and, and, and Kevin, uh, you know, Yukon Cornelius. Dye. Yeah. yeah. Season five had Stefan, but I was retroactively right. liking him more because he was later on mm-hmm. that like weird all-stars newbie season. Yeah.
1: Stephen, F- season five was fine, but then it ended with the Hosea disaster. Yeah. Um, well,
0: and my friend and cousin mm-hmm. and collaborator, That's right. Levi Hastings, mm-hmm. LeviHastingsArt.com, yes. uh, he has been rewatching a ton of the, top Mm shepherds and so he was like texting me during season five (laughs) and i was like i don't i can't (laughs) oh you're gonna be so upset baby boy (laughs) (laughs) and he was yes he was very upset yeah anyway so this season this season phenomenal phenomenal very few hateable people right most of the hateable people you were like ah you know They had to really reach, like Claudette Claudette, kind of, but not really. that was
1: the only one that was even really that close. And that
0: just felt like two weeks back-to-back to to me where she just made some piss-poor choices. Yeah,
1: and then like, you know, we were fairly off-put by Joe
0: Stash um you but know it wasn't but like, like he wasn't a malicious person right. he's just right. like a dumb dumb misogynist right and he believes in crystals yeah and i'm like i don't not totally believe in <laughs> crystals like i don't but like it's a fun hobby right you know like it's yeah. cute yeah but and like i like joe flam i like him just fine yeah still feel like they're not totally examining their biases yep for because real. i mean Adrienne is more classically trained
2: mm-hmm.
0: than literally anybody I think that they've ever had on the show. Yeah. They've My never God. had somebody who is a teacher of French cuisine and cooks cooked for Eric Repair like mm-hmm. he was her like phone friend. That's
1: right. You know? That's right. And that dish that she made in the finale
0: that they were. That like, they. Re- like. Blow their mind. I believe that they. If they weren't so biased, and by they, I mean Tom Calicchio, right. who exerts more than his fair share, and you yeah, know, that yeah. Pixar kid. Um, <laughs> right. But it's just like. You know, it's there Mm -hmm. just because, and I feel like it's there in the statistics on how often Mm -hmm. it is a white male chef. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All that aside Joe Flam Stand
1: up dude Gave
0: Adrienne Mm -hmm. 50 bucks At Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, end That's right And that was super sweet I Mm -hmm, thought that was great And mm -hmm. just It was such a fun group Of of chef testers Who really genuinely All liked each other And got along Absolutely And even the people We kind of had issues with Like Bruce Yeah You know He was just old In crotchety Yeah Uh, Yeah. You know I appreciate that he Because he could have been Like a Stefan Right Type person But he was like Oh I'm old I'm old, Peter. Ever so much more than twenty. Speaking of Patreon, but you know, and he's like, "Oh, I should like get a wife and a baby, and yeah. not be like a kitchen creep." Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then and the Adrian just had an arc like nobody has had on this. No, now.
0: because she was just flubbing it a ton and yeah. then all of a sudden she just started firing on all possible cylinders yeah, like
1: the 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 second one of the last couple episodes when she they had that challenge and she had to make gumbo yeah in like two in hours a, yeah yeah it was amazing so amazing yeah
0: uh any other general tv i'm loving atlanta i think maybe we've mentioned that okay. before um the yeah. americans came back yesterday mm-hmm. neither of us has watched it yeah because so you didn't even know that it was happening
1: right well that's i knew it was this week i don't know but the in internet case,
0: told me yesterday that's that it was obviously
1: on. the biggest television news going on you know
0: how's kids baking championship going it went
1: great <laughs> Um, it was it was a lot of fun the canadian kid did he was wonderful um yeah it was it was actually it was it was a better than average season of kids baking phenomenal Championship, I was there
0: anyone named emma no okay that's impressive in and of itself
1: yeah but there was a Lindsay who she i'm pretty sure she won i spent a few weeks i'm like am i remembering that wrong but she was i was rooting for her the whole way mm-hmm. she was great it was just it was a lot of fun and it's like Those kids support each other so much.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, we talk about Joe Flam giving the $50. Like, they don't deal with money, but that's like their baseline. probably
0: wise. always
1: jumping over and helping each other (laughs) out. And there's always a big group group hug when they get eliminated. I wish
0: I had a friend.
1: Yeah. It makes the Great British Bake Off look like Survivor. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Speaking of survival... Yes. Speaking of survival, uh-huh. uh, I just finished The Alienist. Oh, right. Which I really did enjoy. Okay. Although I, d- what is it with Dakota Fanning? Is she funny or something? <laughs> yeah. Like she makes the same facial expression all the time, and it's like when we used to say about Rebecca Romaine, oh yeah, Stamos on Ugly Betty when she was playing a <laughs> trans woman. <laughs> right. Which, oh my God, <laughs> we should go. No. That is a prime candidate for the podcast trans rec. Ooh. Right? Ooh. I know. Hello, if you're a celebrity trans person <laughs> who somehow <laughs> listens to this podcast. This is gold.
1: Right. You know a celebrity trans person. That's that's our best bet.
0: Yeah, we or need, just, a, we you need know, a friend Not even friend. like, let's qualify. like, celebrity just means a lot of Twitter followers right. in this case. I yeah, mean, we've, we've managed to, like, eke out a pretty happy little niche here. Right. And we are not famous. No. I don't want to alarm anyone. It's, We're not famous.
1: It's it's a crying shame, but it's true.
0: At any rate, but what we used to say about her was every scene where she was <laughs> acting, you could see her exercising her incredible acting talent, and then she would just all her subtext was. I used to be a man I used to be a man and uh, God
1: bless her she's doing her best
0: I don't even know what Dakota Fanning subtext she's like I was I got raped in that movie that time (laughs) like I don't I don't know but oh my god but like as a hanger for her costumes (laughs) she does a fucking amazing job there was this beautiful royal blue number in the last episode Mm. that like made the entire series worth it Mm -hmm. which is giving really short shrift to the show (laughs) yeah because I think that they did a really really good job Mm -hmm. it does feel a little bit i don't know if it's that it's dated or ham-fisted or both Mm -hmm. and there were like so many things i didn't remember at all from the book Mm -hmm. like i you know, and I don't know, what, you know, what they changed, if anything. Right, it's right. just been such a long time. But mm-hmm. overall, for a show that only has one female character with a speaking role, uh, mm. I liked it. Okay, yeah. Ooh, and the boys that played the <laughs> detective sergeants, Isaacson. Mm. Ooh. 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 I mean, they're no Menzies Right, menses?
1: That's about it. Do you been... think
0: the school children called him Tobias Menzies when he was in school?
1: It's impossible to know. <laughs>
0: Dear Menzies, my name is Kelly Anakin. (laughs) I have a number of weird, invasive questions I would like to ask you. Cousins,
1: did you go to school with Tobias Menzies? What if somebody did, though? They'll tell us.
0: also tobias menzies if you know a celebrity trans person who would like to host a podcast with amy please let us know it up yours downstairs at gmail.com which we haven't plugged in a while yeah so that's, no, that's good true. yeah that's good uh point. send us a note you know we're lonely
1: yeah or if you're just a random billionaire like you like pay me a living wage i've got like four fire podcast ideas that i would just do not have time for. yeah and
0: an amazing idea for a trans magazine yeah or is it that's right yeah also if you're an eccentric billionaire my hip really hurts (laughs) what can you do about that (laughs) you know who i bet could help me out with my hip problem The midwives of Nanata's house. Uh
1: Aha. So let me... The subject of our tale. Let
0: me explain what's happened here. Okay. So the other day, I have a sad, Mm -hmm. as I often do. (laughs) And I just felt very stressed out. I'm still looking for a full-time job. Eccentric billionaire also. Right. You know, hip, job, give me the whole thing. (laughs) I'll sell my soul. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And anyway, but I was like, well, what if I just watched one episode of Call the Midwife? Because the series is essentially like a hug. (laughs) <laughs> to me is how i feel and it's something that my mom and i agree upon and yeah. we can have extremely like low level conversations about it mm-hmm. where i don't you know exercise my critical thinking <laughs> yeah and you know she can tell me that she hates sister ursula <laughs> and i can be like i really like that actress though yeah and she's like she must be a good actress then and then i'm like boy howdy we have a relationship. Yeah. So I had a great time Mm -hmm. because I wound up watching all the rest of the episodes. Oh, yeah. In Series Uh 6. Except for the holiday special, which is apparently nowhere currently. Mm. Like, you can't get it on PBS. They're Mm -hmm. only showing the new episodes of Season Uh 7. I know. Well, it explains a lot of why I was confused when I watched the new season. I was like, why are they acting? like patsy never existed yeah or delia or sister mary cynthia i'm like (laughs) where's where's my friends
1: yeah oh by the way speaking of moms and new listeners my mom said that she listened to some of our podcasts. oh
0: that's awful
1: i know i was like no and she said yeah i listened to a few minutes and then i just realized i had no idea what you were talking about so i stopped (laughs) shoo
0: I had a very weird dream involving your mom last night. Yikes! Yeah, listen, it was a cool dream, but then mm. your mom showed up, and I was like, "What is she doing here?" <laughs> Everyone else also asked this. Yeah. Anyway. Then I wrecked my friend's car. Oh, right. Wow. But we put it together again by hand. Oh, that's it was a real Humpty Dumpty <laughs> situation.
1: Well, that was very thoughtful of you. Well, it appears. I mean, listen, be when a you car... wreck your friend's car, it's only fair to reassemble it by hand. That's just. <laughs> Courtesy. Well, it seemed
0: like it had been designed for that purpose. Mm. So I don't know if it was a Pinewood Derby thing, or, <laughs> but it was raining and I didn't want to drive on a windy road. Well. But I drove into a ditch outside of this, you know, service station. So.
1: Yeah. Look, we've all made decisions <gasps> in dreams.
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. Okay. All so right. anyway, what I'm gonna do is just sort of zip through these okay. because the thought of rewatching all of them and then taking detailed notes—listen, mm-hmm. I'm. <sighs> With you know, yeah.
1: there's travel coming up. There's yeah. just there's, there's just, just no time.
0: There is no time. But what I will do once I track down the holiday special, we'll go ahead and do that as like a proper thing. Okay. However, this brings me to yes a decision <gasps> that I have made. Okay. Which is, I'm not going to recap this show no (laughs) mo. Well, because we said we would do it up until Series 7 premiered, which is now, which (laughs) I did not know. Oh, well, all right. And, uh, well, Cousin Jackie posted about the strudel, which Uh, if you're watching, you know. mm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I thought that was the Christmas special because it was snowing. Mm. But I was wrong. Yeah. No, but it is like a hug. And I like having my tears... (laughs) privately and not being laughed at. So, you know, uh, we'll do this, you know, kind of wrap up of Series 6 and we'll do the holiday special which will reveal many secrets to me <laughs> about right. people and where they went. Yes. Because I was just like, so they're just not gonna... You guys, new midwife, Where's it... what's going on with y'all? Like, I don't understand. Right, yeah. So I will say, you do cry less when you binge watch it. Mm. You build up a tolerance. No, that makes sense. And you're not quite as... <laughs> Although, honestly, I think after that last one with the carbon monoxide poisoning, mm.
1: I was
0: just like, I don't know what else i can give to you show <laughs> yeah like you have rung me the fuck out yeah no, and that was and we
1: posted about this but that was i was literally just riding on bart remembering you describing that and started like i was like i'm not gonna cry in this part i think
0: all the time about it. i just wanted the I baby know. to be safe and I warm and i'm like oh no. <sighs> ah <Yes>. okay so <laughs> With all of that housekeeping out of the way, <laughs> yes. thank you for still listening to this podcast. Right, yeah. And so we'll just kind of talk through this stuff and, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: And th- that'll be that. So,
0: I mean, one thing worth noting so Patsy and Delia both gone for season seven, oh. as well as Sister Mary Cynthia. Oh. And I feel like, I don't know if I can identify when this show jumped the shark. <laughs> like, I'd love to say it was when that guy <laughs> fell off that scaffolding <laughs> and we laughed so hard.
1: Oh, how we laughed.
0: But I do think it maybe suffers a little... I can't believe I'm about to say this uh-huh. by not having a Jenny Lee who mm. is sort of the protagonist.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I
0: mean, it's just... I don't know. It's It's yeah. got that thing where it's like, okay, like we're all having fun and people still like being here, but... You know, it kind of feels like it's writing its own fan fiction. And I don't even mean that in a derogatory way. Right, right. It just feels like a lot of the stakes have kind of gone out of things. Well,
1: I mean, it's, you know, there's only so many ways that people can die in childbirth. Like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but it's still a finite number. That's why they do the
0: district health checks, because there's even more (laughs) things that can happen when you're not having a baby. (laughs) This is true. Okay, so... Episode four. There is this woman. I'm sure she had a name.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: She is pregnant. It's probably going to come to me. Or it won't. Okay. Well, anyway.
1: Ah, See, this is more suspense for our listeners. So, the- <laughs> Will Kelly remember this character's name? <laughs>
0: Stay tuned. <laughs> so she has all this debt because her husband left and she's pregnant. And her sister comes over. Like, somebody sent Boring Vicar Tom, who's actually a curate, we find out in this oh. episode. Boring Curate Tom. <laughs> He's there saying, oh, you know, Jesus, money, etc., crumpets. <laughs> and so her sister shows up, and her sister is very well-to-do, clearly. And she's brought a birthday gift for her son. She has a son and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And the poor one, who's got a name, eventually... <laughs> uh she's like you know We do i want your kind of help brownie and so i'm like i'm very confused mm-hmm. because i'm like is she like a hooker because i mean we've seen hookers on this show
1: mm-hmm.
0: plenty of times <laughs> doesn't seem like the type but i'm like okay whatever anyway that's all very weird but it turns out that that sister offered to pay cash money for that baby that she's pregnant with mm. because she and her husband can't have a baby and he's like we won't adopt I don't want something that's not my flesh and blood which yeah. like get over yourself yeah, dude yeah. look and I don't want to demonize him too harshly because he has a magnificent houndstooth sweater. <laughs> <laughs> There was so much houndstooth in this back half of the sixth season that I was like, I'm not sure there's not a Doctor Who thing going on here. Where, like, somehow Christopher Eccleston was like, the only doctor that I recognize, by the way. Um, <laughs> he went back and he was like, Listen, you have to save humanity. <laughs> Put more houndstooth in this show. <laughs>
1: He knew you were feeling depressed, and he was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna give her a big old batch of houndstooth."
0: Oh, listen. Uh, what's his name? Who's the man? The Crown Man. <laughs> The guy who makes the crown. <laughs> I, I know. I just
1: <laughs> enjoyed the phrasing.
0: Do you know the crown man? The crown man? Um, the crown man.
1: Yeah. Wait. I don't know. I, right? He's
0: all over the place. Right. We both know I keep wanting name. to call him Steve Knight, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> no, that's not correct. Is it like David Camembert?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the fake name he uses when he checks into <laughs> hotels.
0: Hello, David Camembert. <laughs> I direct the Netflix show <laughs> a tiara Kevin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've done it again uh yeah, yeah. so anyway I will be
1: watching the new doctor who
0: you will way. be why because yes. it's a lady
1: it's a lady and it's also um Moffat's out so
0: oh yeah oh uh, so the sex workers can be sex workers finally
1: (laughs) i mean we will see listen
0: sex workers i've been mad on your behalf yeah ever since the first matt smith episode yeah okay sorry nothing matters (laughs) except that christopher eccleston is the only doctor i recognize yeah
1: and i i stand by that decision
0: i stand by your decision oh yeah i know yeah i don't care what you do i know that's great (laughs) okay so anyway what this shit were we talking about?
1: <laughs> uh, this lady whose name we don't know, right. among other people whose name we don't. Anyway,
0: know. Anyway, so she finally is like, "Oh my god, I don't have enough money." Fine, right? I'll give you my baby. Mm-hmm. And her sister like has this weird doorbell. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Look, I, pfft. Okay. I don't write. I don't write this show. Oh, wait, what's weird about it? It's like it has two different tunes.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I, look, she's thrilled about it.
1: All right, great.
0: This all affects boring curate Tom, because you see he was adopted himself, which oh. is perhaps a thing you might have known. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. But see, I feel like this show likes to be like, surprise, this person was adopted the whole time. <laughs> so- How can you
1: be a midwife if you were never born? <laughs> I don't know.
0: (laughs) How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? So (laughs) this whole thing plays out. She gives birth to the baby and the sister and her husband, who run a beauty salon, by the way, that's why they're raking it in. Yeah. And they've decided to think Andrew is a good name for a boy after Prince Andrew. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. So the mom who has a name births the baby. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, she has a sad Mm. and the baby stays overnight with her. And then in the morning, she tells boring curate Tom, she's like, I want to have him christened first thing because her sister is a very out and proud atheist Mm -hmm. and just can't get enough of being like, "Mm, I don't believe in all that and it's like we get it you love christopher uh what's his name Hitchens. Yeah. i can't remember anybody's name today yeah sam if I'm having... also sam
1: harris he's yeah been, he's had a r- richard
0: dawkins yeah. I, was, I was gonna say christopher dawkins
1: yeah it's
0: a horrible book by a.a a. Milne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he was just like you know what these were just stuffed animals i've been making their voices this whole time <laughs>
0: to the days of christopher dawkins and theism so curate tom is christening the baby Mm -hmm. and sister nobody is there to like help out because that's what she does right and then you know of course you know auntie atheist comes in and they're like we'll be taking it from here so they take the baby and they take him home and Mm -hmm. like they're very excited Mm -hmm. uh but the mom very much having a sad yes and at some point boring curate tom hooks up with the houndstooth guy mm-hmm. and he's like so we would like this to be legal because you know papers <laughs> business papers right very handy in people not reneging on adoptions <laughs> yes uh however <laughs> uh the woman with a name yeah, she goes down to the city hall to register the baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> do you do that in America? Do you have to go to? A, I mean, I guess you, like you register them with like, the Social Security. Well, you do
1: that if you want to get emails about like software updates or whatever. But. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well and I guess if you want the warranty to (coughs) stay right
1: exactly so
0: she comes back and says oh boring vicar curate Tom I went and filled out these paperwork and then I was like I don't want to give up my baby so she's like bring back the baby yeah and they bring back the baby and they have a sad and houndstooth guy in a rare moment for the men on this show says to boring vicar curate Tom he's like you know this is kind of my fault (laughs) because I was like I don't want to have a baby that's not my baby mm-hmm. and boring Kira, Tom is like I can hook you up with an adoption agency but the other thing that happens you know you want a
1: baby I can get you a baby.
0: <laughs> he can't. <laughs> Look he couldn't even get an engagement ring for a nurse boring. You think he's going to get a baby? Babies are much more expensive than diamonds. That's true. Depending on well a variety. Look you we're well. not here to talk about the current market value of a fresh baby. <laughs> Unsullied by human hand
1: we tried that once we got in so much trouble <laughs> so
0: big brother if you're listening stop
1: <laughs> yeah please
0: <laughs> he has a big sad because he's talking to her is boring and he's like yeah wow <laughs> mom's giving their babies up that's fucked up and she's like well you said you had a really happy childhood and he's like yeah but what about the woman that had to give me away and you got to figure that was in the 30s yeah so that was even worse yeah like there wasn't even any sort of post-war you know relative who was flush Mm -hmm. you know everybody was just like you know Fresh your drink, capna So he's he's sad. Spoiler alert: they do nothing with this. Oh. Late. like it's just like oh he's adopted and then he's very sad. Like great. Um. Anyway, but they styled the whole way through the mom who has a name, mm-hmm. and they styled her like all bedraggled and sad. Uh-huh. And then you know when she gets the baby and her self respect back, apparently <laughs> she's like oh this is great, but like. The the sister and the the Houndstooth man. Um, <laughs> look, it's the yeah. most important thing. Uh, yeah, no, in the world fine. to me. They like bring all the fancy, you know, posh shit that they bought for the baby. Mm. Well, because the uh, woman with a name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: Thank you. Listen, this might happen again, so I'm gonna have to actually like look it up on the just because it's only funny this time. Right, that's fair. <laughs> she told boring curate tom to get rid of her pram because she was just sort of holding on to it for this baby Mm -hmm. oh and the wacky plot is that there's like a new place opening like a fun town um (laughs) (sighs) it's like it was like an old bomb site and they put grass on it and they oh. were like let's have fun now and so fred fred organizes a big quote-unquote chariot race bigger than ben hur
1: oh, Wow! I'm and you know skeptical
0: everybody can bring oh like you can race a bicycle or a wheelchair or a pram so anyway somebody races with that pram <laughs> so you know waste not want not in poplar yeah there you go and what else happened oh so the other plot here gosh there's so much that happens in these episodes i know they really pack it in they do i didn't even take notes and this has already been a half hour (laughs) Granted, we really dicked around for a while we we did i just didn't want people to feel like we weren't providing content i know okay gotta gotta produce content gotta produce content gotta tag it that's right gotta boost it (laughs) so sheila is still in the hospital because Mm -hmm. she has been bleeding and there is definite concern that she is going to miscarry mm-hmm. also i think i've been saying she's having a geriatric pregnancy and i think the correct term is elderly or something i think I've it's heard like elderly I... prima donna um <laughs> i'm not a doctor prima, prima gravita yeah yes in the prima gravita baby <laughs> hope that you don't miscarry that one in the prima gravita baby Don't you know there's a maternity home? Okay. Yes. That wasn't great. Well. I gave it about a D (laughs) for diploma. Okay. (laughs) So there is another woman in the maternity hospital with Sheila, and she goes through a horrible, wrenching, premature labor, and, you know, delivers a baby that... Uh, is not alive, and mm-hmm. that is horrible and sad. And I didn't even take <laughs> notes. And you know, there's this sort of like tough, like no nonsense black nurse that works there, mm-hmm. and she and somebody delivered the baby. Oh, it's Delia, mm. Nurse Busby, <laughs> as she is known <laughs> in professional circles. That's right. Anyway, this is all very upsetting for her, yeah. and Sheila is just so worried. There's this wrenching monologue from that woman to Sheila. As she's like packing up her suitcase and saying, You know, I have this nice thought that in a year or so, I'll be down the market pushing a prayer and I'll see you and you'll be pushing a prayer. Yeah. And we'll, oh, we'll pass the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and Sheila's like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And so she's freaking out. Yeah. And. It's almost a time where they're going to listen for the baby's heartbeat, which mm. they apparently can't do until about five or six months. Okay. So the stern yet loving black nurse comes back in and she opens the curtain. And she's like oh you know i brought in a special doctor for this guess who it is who guess who it is though who guess who it is i'm not gonna guess guess it's sheila who's the (laughs) special doctor that wants to listen to her baby's heartbeat do you think
1: is is it that guy she's married to yes (laughs) you're a monster (laughs) well i why would it have been anybody else
0: i don't know (laughs) amy i don't write the show so he comes in and he has a listen and there was a little bit of talk before about how when you hear your own baby's heartbeat it's like horses thundering down Mm. and so he's listening and it's very like but guess what he hears it well you know you can always like if something real bad like happens to somebody else That's a one-off character. You're like, okay, Sheila's baby's going to be fine.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah.
0: And, you know, Sheila and Patrick are both very happy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, oh, I texted you about this. This is the episode where they're trying to find a new midwife. Ah. Waka waka. Yes. And, you know, Sister Julian is talking to Nurse Crane and she's like, Nurse Crane's like, one of them was an American. (laughs) And Sister Julian says, I thought she might be a breath of fresh air. (laughs) one of them is a man like just wildly unsuited for the most british show of all time so aha though sister julienne has a brainstorm oh she remembers good old startlingly attractive for popular valerie dyer (laughs) pulling pints down the black sail the pub that has always existed (laughs) that's right um I just like, I feel like though, too, like every week I'm like, how many businesses are in this very small (laughs) subsection of the East End? I feel like the reason everyone's so poor is that they're giving out way too many small business loans.
1: (laughs) really needs to zone more of it residential.
0: (laughs) She goes down the pub and Valerie Dyer has to dust off a lady glass because it had cobwebs on it. But she dusted it though. Okay. Don't you worry. I'm glad. I wonder what Sister Julian had. <laughs> I had probably a barley water.
1: Yeah. If it's
0: not barley, they don't want it. <laughs> so that's she... brought to you by the barley council. <laughs> Pay up barley. <laughs> so she's asking Valerie why she left the army, mm-hmm. and Valerie says, Oh, you know, it was almost too efficient. You know, they were able to provide a lot of care, but not enough caring. Of course. Uh-huh. this has been the theme yes lest we forget right. dear departed sister ursula okay, yeah but sister julian's like so listen i need a new midwife all you have to do is apply and you got the job and she's like i don't mean to put you on the spot and valerie's like no of course i'm gonna apply look at my hair <laughs> this is an extra hair <laughs> this right. isn't this isn't mum of the week hair <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so she gets hired, and she's very happy, and that's great. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So the next episode is a lot more streamlined, actually. I think there's more or less just an A and B plot. All right. um, Although perhaps I'm wrong. We'll find out. So one of Fred's, you know, members of his extended family, which he's had the whole time, um, (laughs) is named Ivy, and she is... Oh, Ivy. We've all... Yeah, of course. You know, Ivy... She is Nurse Boring's dressmaker. Okay, and she makes her a dress that's actually very cute. And no. I will rarely give a compliment to Nurse Boring. I'm aware, but I'm a doing it now. All right. It's a very cute little teal number with a headband. Nice. I wonder if you would look good in headbands. I
1: don't know. I
0: don't either. It's, it's Something to consider. Thought. Yeah. Anyway, we'll discuss this offline. Yeah. So I
1: actually, got one.
0: She's you know got like a like a phantom pain, and she's like, it's just aging. Surprise! It's not. <laughs> I mean, it is in the sense that we're all hurtling toward death. (laughs) Right. She has a 21-year-old son named Reggie who has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she's just raised him on her own. I don't know what happened to her husband, if anything. Mm -hmm. Probably something horrible, it being (laughs) Poplar. Yeah. He mostly stays at home on his own while she's out working and she tells him, oh, you know, I'll be home. When the big hand is here and the little hand is here. So, you know, they've got things worked out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't use the stove or the oven or open the door to straight. Like, there's a whole system here. Of course, she is at church with boring curate Tom. Mm -hmm. And nurse boring is there for some reason. You know, God, I suppose.
1: (sighs) Probably (laughs) God-related.
0: So Ivy just, like, drops dead in the middle of the church aisle. Wow. And Nurse Boring says, Tom, help me! And I'm like, he's not a doctor! Like, there were men much closer to you who were not also engaged in the saying of high mass. Right. Right. But, you know, anyway, she was dead before she hit the floor. Mm -hmm. It's very clear. Yeah. And so Fred and boring carrot Tom have to go to Ivy's house and try to get Reggie to let them in. Mm -hmm. And he's like, mom says I can't open the door. I didn't even take (laughs) notes. (laughs) Anyway, they go in and they explain, you know, your mom went to see God and, you know, you're going to have to go and stay with your cousin Fred for a while. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Okay, well, when is mom going to be back from seeing God? Mm -hmm. And it's just gut wrenching. Violet, Mrs. Fred, Mm -hmm. is very upset and concerned about taking him in. She's like, you know, we don't know how to deal with a person like that. Right. And Fred is like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm the only family this relative of mine that I've had the whole time <laughs> has gone. <laughs> right. So, you know, he li- you know, he lives with them and like the first day they leave him and they kind of try to give him instructions on how to be in the house and he's saying, you know, when when will you be back? Show me on the clock. Mm-hmm. You know he's trying to bring them along. Right. They're not doing great, so mm-hmm. that they leave him something I think to cook, and he turns the gas on, um. and then somebody knocks at Violet's shop. Although I don't know why she's not there. That was never like explained, mm. right? Because she works there. I'm like I don't know where the hell else she would go. But uh-huh. so he goes to see about this package, and he goes outside, and the door closes behind him, and he you know winds up wandering the mean streets of Poplar, and has left the gas on fred comes in and of course the entire kitchen is reeking of gas yeah and doesn't know where he is so he Mm -hmm. finally jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) he finally finds him after he has been you know razzed by some you know no good nicks Mm -hmm. and been called a mongoloid and all these which he doesn't give a fuck about like but he has gone back to his home and is knocking on the door saying mom mom let me in yeah It's so sad.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. It's
0: really sad.
1: That's how they do.
0: So the sort of solution here is, okay, let's see if we can find an institution that is better equipped. Mm -hmm. And so the only sort of offhand option is this place called Lynchmere Hospital, which Uh, is...
1: Boring cure at Tom knows an orphanage. (laughs) Listen,
0: he's special needs. (laughs) So, Fred goes to visit it with Sister Monica Joan, who once again appears to be enjoying just a robust return to health. Like, more power to you, Judy Parfit. You just keep renewing that contract. So, while... I started taking
1: Echinacea.
0: (laughs) Well, Echinacea is a tool of the ancients. They say... Socrates thought he was eating echinacea (laughs) when he ate the hemlock that ended his life. Okay. So they get to lynchmere, which is described in this Wikipedia article as austere. (laughs) So here's what I don't like about old timey people didn't know stuff. Uh I particularly don't like it when it regards mental health. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because, seriously, everybody involved was doing the best they fucking could. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, this is a very, like, you know, stripped down. And they do have, like, it looks like a wing for people with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not warm and cozy mm-hmm. like a cuppa right. at the hearth and Poplar. So, yeah. of course, it's evil. And while I don't even know how they get here, <laughs> but somehow they walk past a cell which contains none other than Sister Mary Cynthia. I legit gasped. Whoa. I was extremely surprised. Yeah. Because it said in the Netflix description, like, you know, when visiting this institution, Fred and Sister Monica Joan make a horrifying discovery or something. And I was like, like, what is it like bugs or something? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, anyway, uh, Sister Mary Cynthia is obviously in a bad way. Yeah. She's not doing great. Yeah. Sister Monica Joan is very upset by Mm -hmm. this. And you know that makes sense. And, you know she keeps wailing and you know gnashing her teeth yeah. about you know oh my sister is being tortured. Yeah, and like yes and no. Like I mean right. you know yeah
1: yeah.
0: And I think uh, yeah. So it it is in this episode where um. They refer Sister Mary Cynthia for electroconvulsive therapy, which is not that bad. It's not. Everybody acts like it's so terrible, and I don't even know where it got this reputation. Right. like Because if you read The Bell Jar, Mm -hmm. she gets it at a place that doesn't do a good job of administering it, and then she goes to an institution that does a good job of Mm -hmm. administering it, and by all accounts in this show the second this round of ECT does seem to have some sort of therapeutic effect on mm-hmm. sister mary cynthia
1: yeah i mean i think it's mostly one floor of the cuckoo's nest
0: yeah oh right yeah but that's a lobotomy.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I thought and I a lobotomy
0: know. is legitimately oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. But again, we can the, all people, agree on that. the
0: people who performed lobotomies really thought they were doing the best possible thing. Yeah. The family members. The guy who. Got,
1: the guy got a, a Nobel Prize. Wait, who did? The guy that came up what? with the lobotomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: First dynamite, now this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know basically okay so at this point they Mm -hmm. tell sister Julianne that they found her She's like, okay, let's not tell anybody about this. And I'm like, this seems like what got you into this problem in the first place. Yeah. But so she calls Mother Jesu Emmanuel. And I'm like, are you straight up evil, <laughs> Mother Jesu Emmanuel? Because yeah. so far, all you've done is send a bunch of white people to South Africa to be part of the problem. <laughs> install Sister Ursula. Yeah. And then send Sister Mary Cynthia to a psychiatric facility that, you know. Yeah. again yeah yeah although i don't you know i'm not condemning them completely but it's like it's clearly not a form of therapy that she is going to respond to right you know anyway yeah it's ridiculous they can't get her out yet mm-hmm. it's sad yeah what else is going on is there even a baby in here i don't think there's even a baby in here what i know right it's very unusual what so are even calling a midwife for uh you know moral support <laughs> um <laughs>
1: call the midwife crazy
0: all i want to do now every time i go anywhere is say midwife calling So <laughs> <laughs> somebody might expect me to deliver a baby which i very much do not want to do right
1: no you are not you're not qualified nor
0: inclined yes <laughs> I will hold your baby (laughs) once all that gross shit's off of it. So they do find then a much nicer facility, you know, that's much more of like a group home vibe. It's like off in the country somewhere. Reggie, it turns out, really enjoys gardening with Fred and sister Monica Joan and has Mm. a knack for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, for God's sake. (sighs) Because he finds in the shed some like tulip bulbs. Mm hmm. And he says he wants to give them to his mom. Mm-hmm. And so at the funeral, he drops the tulip bulbs in her grave before yeah. they... <sighs> anyway, <laughs> they go to the nice place and it's very nice and everyone is nice. <laughs> and it is warm and inviting like a cuppa at the hearth of poplar. <laughs> and Reggie seems... Because well, Reggie says to Fred, you know, I don't have any friends, and Fred's like, well, you got me and you got Violet. And Reggie says, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn, Reggie. <laughs> it's decided that he'll go there. And Violet, of course, has come around. And she is sort of, she's like, no, he's not going away from me. We're best friends now. But, you know, when it's time to say goodbye, he gives her a hug and says, don't cry, Auntie Vi," And he gives her a Also, some of the bulbs, Mm -hmm. so she plants them in a planter, Yeah, and, you know, we'll never see Reggie again. Bye! Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait! There is a pregnant person.
1: Oh, thank God. So,
0: there's this woman they describe as the most unpleasant woman in poplar, (laughs) (laughs) which is, like, okay! Yeah, like... I mean, Jenny Lee's gone, so... (laughs) She's got just horrible tooth rot everywhere. Okay. Luckily... Dr. Turner is spearheading one of his ingenious programs (laughs) about dental hygiene. Sure. So Sister Nobody is like teaching children a song about taking care of their teeth. And Trixie's at the clinic and gets very cross that she's being loud. She's Mm -hmm. saying, expectant mothers need peace and quiet. And I'm like, you know, look, this is like... You're doing this in the community center. Right. Uh, what? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Trixie was just clearly on her period that yeah. day.
1: Trixie needed some peace and quiet. Trixie
0: needed some peace and quiet. So anyway, this is where she meets cute with a very handsome dentist oh. named Dr. Christopher Dockrill. Oh. Dispiriting fact. Guess who the actress that plays Trixie is married to in real life? Who? Boring vicar curate tom Uh, she's pregnant with his baby boo anyway yeah whatever this woman is terrified of dentists because she has seen sweeney todd (laughs) she was supposed to go and see the dentist and she didn't go Mm -hmm. but luckily this dentist who's gotten on trixie's wrong side (laughs) you know is there and trixie's like i know i was just yelling at you just a moment ago but could you do me a (laughs) so he comes and he looks at her teeth and he explains sort of what needs to happen Mm -hmm. and he's like okay we're basically gonna have to pull all of your teeth and then we'll get you a new set of dentures Mm -hmm. and she's a little bit nervous but whatever yeah so trixie goes with her so luckily sister ursula is not around anymore Mm -hmm. because i seriously doubt she would have signed off (laughs) on going with your patient for a routine entire mouth tooth extraction. (laughs) Right. Trixie's in there and like watches him, you Mm. know, yank all of her teeth. And they're, you know, slowly building, begrudging respect. Sure. Based on their mutual professions, which are like hard and stuff. Yeah, that's true. And so he takes all of her teeth out. You know, she comes out of it and is all giddy from the gas. Yeah. She's out in the hallway, you know, kind of waiting to go home. But then, uh uh-oh, she goes into labor.
1: Waka waka. Yeah, so...
0: Cute dentist man watches Trixie deliver the baby. Eventually, that lady comes back and gets new teeth.
1: Mm -hmm. Everybody's
0: happy, um, except for sister Mary Cynthia.
1: They're like, wow, we both make our living pulling gross things out of people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This guy asks Trixie on a date. Mm-hmm. and it seems to go well, I think. I forget if that happens in this episode. Yeah, things, things are going to get a little compressed here on the back end. Okay. But But uh, it's fine. We're all fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Here's the other episode that I texted you about, mm. wherein, in episode six, they decide that it makes a lot of sense to tackle female genital mutilation and the Cuban Missile Crisis in... Oh. This same episode. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's uh... (laughs) some criticism of this choice. (laughs) So I'll actually I'll talk about the the Cuban Missile Crisis bit first because it is you know it's the thread that runs through everything, Mm -hmm. and you know it's got this whole thing where you know Trixie has been receiving calls from. The dentist mm-hmm. to go out again but she's been sort of like playing hard to get right so be- the threat of imminent nuclear annihilation convinces her to call him back <laughs> so let that be a lesson to you all <laughs> and
1: fred if, if you're if, if you're having trouble getting a girl to return your calls Threaten nuclear war.
0: I don't know what you think our president is about. I know. Fred is doing his like homeland security thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I forget what it's really called. Yeah,
1: it's like...
0: Defense, civil defense. Civil defense, I think, yeah. So he's going around trying to scare the shit out of everybody. Mm -hmm. And I believe it is this episode or perhaps the one before where they're like, hey, we need somebody to be Akela for the Cub Scout's their holy terrors nurse crane you're scary and old and she doesn't want to do it but she gets the right whistle and is convinced yeah. so anyway fred wants to come around and scare the living shit out of these kids right by explaining nuclear winter and phyllis is just like listen buddy yeah this is a place for them to learn useful skills and stay out of trouble <laughs> and i'm not going to have you in here terrifying them yeah Fred is very bummed out about this. (laughs) And, you know, everybody's listening on the radio. And, Uh you know, Trixie is convinced that President Kennedy will solve things. But, you know, everybody is very on edge. Mm -hmm. So the woman who has Mm -hmm. female genital mutilation mm-hmm. I believe they keep calling her Mrs. Farah which okay. is not her name her husband's name is Farah mm. and you know uh, she's from Somaliland which I believe is now Somalia yeah you're yeah. the geography person that is so. correct yes um, so she is there and she's meant to be sent back for childbirth mm. but somehow she got her dates wrong mm-hmm. and you know she's like about to have the baby any day mm. so she has to stay in England her husband's a sailor mm-hmm. so he goes off to sea mm-hmm. to sale right. and make money yeah she's also got her sister there mm-hmm. and i believe her name is deka and she's probably like nine or ten okay or something like that anyway right. she's not been seen by the midwives because mm. she thought she was going back to somaliland to right. have her baby and so when valerie examines her she is with i think she's with nurse boring okay and they right. see the female genital mutilation yeah. and you know, they they ask Mrs. Farah who Mrs. Farah, I apologize for misnaming you, but I don't want this to be another the lady that has a name situation. Right. So they're like, have you had surgery? Mm-hmm. And she says, only what is usual. Mm-hmm. And they're like, OK. Yeah. So Valerie goes to oh Valerie's love and life, by the way.
1: Oh, great. I missed
0: I missed the scene in a previous episode where she moves into Nanata's house. Mm. And, you know, they all have, like, snack night. Sure. And, you know, everybody's like, ooh, these cookies your weird aunt gave us are great. And so she takes her to the hospital Mm -hmm. and the doctor, you know, takes a look and he's just like, ooh. And, you know, Valerie is very supportive. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So it's like, I really do not think that this show should have gone to here Mm -hmm. because I just... Look, I don't like female genital mutilation. Right. I don't think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. However, you know, they do like they tried to have it both ways in this episode. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. But again, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm not sure that this is like where you want to go. Because basically she goes into labor and, you know, she's supposed to get a episiotomy Mm -hmm. in the hospital when she goes into labor. But Mm -hmm. the labor is far too quick Uh so valerie has to have the ambulance pull over and do the episiotomy herself Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of valerie sort of like projecting her values onto this woman Mm -hmm. and saying oh you know it won't be like before and it's like i i don't understand because i don't feel like they ever made it explicit like that this was traumatic because like when she goes into labor it's like she's having a flashback Mm. but i'm like what what yeah, it, it just I don't feel like they ever really articulated it. Yeah. yeah. And like Valerie has this assumption that it was a man who cut her and all these things. Mm-hmm. And so they get her to the hospital and they sew her back up. Mm-hmm. And we find out later when they're doing like the newborn checks, you know, she says the doctor, you know, put me back all wrong. My husband is going to be really angry about this. Mm-hmm. And Decca was extremely interested in like medicine mm-hmm. and all things medical. And mm-hmm. Nurse Boring had found, you know, uh, like a child's guide to medical terminology mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that, and she brought it over so that Decca could read it. But Decca was sent back to Somaliland with a chaperone because mm-hmm. it was time for her to be cut.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so Mrs. Farah like goes off on Valerie mm-hmm. because she's like, "Oh my God, like that's terrible." and you know mrs farah is like mrs farah is not my name <laughs> you know i take my mother's name the person who cut me was a woman and Decca should be going back if she wants to find a husband she has to be clean and she mm-hmm. has to be you know respectable and this is what that provides for her
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know i'm like listen i'm like team mrs farah right in this regard, like she's not her mother right like anyway yeah So she has had a daughter, B.T. Dubs. Okay. And, you know, it's revealed in the wise, all-knowing voiceover that she eventually decided not to have her daughter cut. Well, and the other thing that's interesting about...
1: Thanks, ghost midwife.
0: (laughs) You mean ghost Jenny Lee. Yeah. So what's interesting about Mrs. Mm Farah is that... Usually the Somali wives stay in Somalia, but she says that her husband is more handsome than the other wives, mm-hmm. which disagree, but okay. But, you know, but she likes being in England, mm-hmm. so that's already kind of unusual for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, so I appreciate that she's, like, pushing back against these assumptions about her yeah, culture. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. Well, because, you know, and, and when she's, you know, when they're kind of discussing it, they have, you know, one of their... Their round tables with Dr. Turner, <laughs> where they can have an exposition dump because yeah. everybody is home at the same time, right. but you know nurse boarding is like you know if it's if it's a Muslim practice, mm-hmm. why haven't we seen it
2: mm-hmm.
0: or i think I think she's if it's a, a practice in Islam, why haven't we seen it in our brother and our Muslim brothers and sisters right and it's like on the one hand, like I appreciate how far out of their way they go to, like, make these people ridiculously, like, progressive and accepting. Right. But come on. <laughs> and I did learn something. Mm-hmm. So I'm not shitting yeah. on this too hard, but yeah. I learned that the practice of female genital mutilation predates the origins of Islam. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's much more tied to geography mm-hmm. than you know a particular religion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i feel like i kind of knew but like i was like oh yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah
1: that's yeah i agree like kind of knew, yeah you know
0: and i just you know so i'm like in theory opposed to doing weird shit to yourself for god Mm -hmm. but also like i don't know follow your bliss people (laughs) like maybe don't fuck up your kids but (sighs) yeah I don't know.
1: Anyway. I don't know either.
0: I'm not here to help anyone or hurt anyone. Yeah. I think
1: we will do what Call the Midwife did or should have done and uh, just kind of steer clear of that whole... Yeah.
0: Because guess what? Neither of us was ever in danger of female genital mutilation. That's right. You got your genitals mutilated, (laughs) uh, which I guess is fine.
1: Well, I mean, I don't I actually am opposed to it now, but let's you know, it obviously No,
0: I mean I'm opposed to to it now. We're talking about circumcision, everybody. In case you didn't know. Right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't do it if I had a a baby, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's also like, you know, whatever. I've never known anything different. Yeah.
0: You know, they're both fine. Yeah. Perfectly cromulate genitals. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, this has gone far afield and turned creepy. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about Sister Mary Cynthia. Also (laughs) Not here to help anyone or hurt anyone. Right. So she is improved to a degree and somehow Sister Julianne has managed to get permission to spring her mm-hmm. from Lynchmere. So she can't find her Bible. Turns out her Bible the whole time has been with this woman who had a lobotomy and every day, like, sits and waits for her son to come pick her up. Okay. And that's sad. Yes. And so, you know, Sister Mary Cynthia, when she gets back to Nanata's house, is sort of like... She's not doing great. She's in a sort of manic state where she feels like she has to read all this doctrine hmm. and like, you know, that she's got to make up for all this time that she lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she's clearly still not doing well. Right. So Dr. Turner comes in and says, hey, I went crazy after the war. <laughs> Let me hook you up with this nice place. <laughs> and so he takes her to a different institution mm-hmm. where you can choose what to be called. Mm. And so she decides that she would like to be called Cynthia, Mm -hmm. which, you know, was her name before she became Sister Mary Cynthia. Right. We do get some nice stuff here with Trixie because like Trixie sends her like she's in the Nada's house, but Sister Julian is like, oh, we should probably like not have a whole lot of people Mm -hmm. being around her. So Mm -hmm. Trixie sends her a really nice bar of soap and, you Mm -hmm. know, sends her love and all this stuff. And then they wind up, you know, finally like seeing each other and it's very sweet. Yeah. So, you know, uh... Cuban Missile Crisis is averted, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. God! I you was know. worried about this that this. Is one. not some hairy turtle situation. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, A for A for effort, A for ambition, mm-hmm. C plus on execution. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll grant you Sister Mary Cynthia's mental health situation mm-hmm. as a B plot mm-hmm. in any episode. Mm-hmm. That was perfectly fine. But it's like, yeah. oh, to put female general mutilation and the Cuban Missile Crisis in the same episode.
1: They are never intimidated. They they're, are not. <laughs> yeah. They're
0: definitely, well, you know, they deliver babies all the time. Yeah. Okay. So we're almost there. Okay. We've almost called all the midwives <laughs> in the next episode. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So let's start with the lightest first. Okay. Uh, Christopher has been canceling on Trixie repeatedly Uh, and she is very put out. She goes
1: dentist. Yeah.
0: (laughs) She goes so he like left a note on the Nanatus house steps for her and like ran away. Okay. And so she goes to like leave a note and he has a very fancy sports car, BT dubs. All right. So she goes to leave a note on his sports car, Mm -hmm. but sees a scarf on the seat. And it like has some perfume, so she thinks that he is seeing some other woman. Okay, come to find out, he is divorced and mm. he has a daughter. Ah, Trixie takes this all very hard, mm. and then he finally comes around again, and he's like, "I didn't want to tell you, but like, I really like you, and like, meet my kid or something." And she's like, "Well, also I'm an alcoholic, so like, that's all fine." Ah. <laughs> and waka waka. Yeah. Oh, Delia is still around. And <laughs> She learns that Patsy's dad finally died in Hong Kong. And Mm. Patsy apparently just hasn't written the whole time that she's been in Hong Kong. And I'm like, bad form, Patsy. Yeah, come on. What kind of lesbian are you? (laughs) Not a very good one. I agree. So that happens. And, you know, uh, she talks about that with Nurse Cranky. And Nurse Cranky's like, remember how I know you're a lesbian? Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the, the A plot... I don't know what the this is kind of an equal a plot situation mm-hmm. because okay so the a plot I'm gonna call it okay the a plot is uh nurse cranky and nurse sister nobody sister nobody's learning to drive this just keeps happening great she's learning to drive <laughs> but nurse cranky makes her really nervous and blah 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 so anyway okay
1: yeah I can, I can already envision the whole thing. Yeah. Like- so
0: Nurse Cranky is like yelling at her after they deliver this little boy. So the boy that she delivers is the son of a white woman and a Jamaican man. Mm-hmm. And so we get a little bit of context that, you know, those boys are constantly, you know, being subjected to all these slurs at Cubs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of prejudice. Believe it or not, in Poplar, in Poplar, in this working class East End neighborhood in London in 1962. <laughs> Bastion of Tolerance, Poplar. <laughs> And so, you know, the dad is really excited and he's insisting that the midwives, you know, have a glass of sherry to wet the baby's head. And, Mm -hmm. like, we're, like, not allowed to, bro. Yeah. So then they go down and Nurse Nobody is practicing her driving. Mm -hmm. And she does so badly that Nurse Cranky, like, makes her get out in the middle of an intersection. They're, like, blocking this truck in and she's driving. And then she's, like, lecturing her on, like, you'll never be a good driver because blah, 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 blah. Then she hits a small boy. right
1: <laughs> did not see that coming
0: okay and i have some issues with this whole thing so the okay. boy is one of the boys of the family whose baby she just delivered and their mom was very adamant like stay in the play street mm-hmm. don't go on the main road right and his brothers were there and then like ran away you mm-hmm. know the the police come and also there's a new police ma- no no it's still chummy's peter okay later there's a new policeman oh man right look I'm not sure how to feel. Right. I might know how to feel once I finally see this Christmas special because I think right. there's a lot of connective tissue <laughs> that I'm missing. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they're like, who, you know, who did it? And she's like, mm, yeah, it was me. And so the kid's got a broken leg and a concussion, but he's mm. like mostly fine. Okay. But like, Nurse Cranky is shook to her core. Yeah. Because she, A, was just lecturing on what a great driver she is. right? And B, this is like one of her favorite kids, and she just delivered Mm -hmm. a new baby. She has an interesting conversation with boring curate Vicar Tom, whose name changes with the breeze. (laughs) And, you know he's like oh you know when i experience trauma i pray and she's like well that's the difference between you a man of faith and me a rational woman (laughs) and i'm like sick burn nurse cranky and i will say you know i do really appreciate this show i feel like it demonstrates a lot of different ways to like grapple with the big questions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know just it shows a, a diverse swath because, you know, you had that atheist woman who was just a deeply unpleasant human being. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, you've got Nurse Cranky who's just like, yeah, I just don't believe in any of that crap. I've lived through two world wars. <laughs> yeah. Um So that's a nice moment mm-hmm. and one in which I actually enjoyed boring vicar curate, Tom. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, are they going to press charges and all this stuff? And Nurse mm, Sister Nobody. Yes. She doesn't seem like a nun for some reason. She She doesn't
1: seem like anything. Hence the name.
0: Yeah. She tells, I think the police or boring curate vicar Tom. I forget which one. But she's like, I think his brothers were there and saw what happened because she's like, I'm pretty sure that this kid just ran in front of the car Mm -hmm. without looking either way, which Mm -hmm. I still think you can get in trouble for. But I don't know. I don't know how they do things in England. (laughs) But So they go and they're like, so it is Chummy's Peter is like, so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not in so many words. He's like, so we think you were there when your brother was hit by Mm -hmm. Nurse Cranky's car and maybe you didn't want to say anything because you were going to get in trouble mm-hmm. because you were a place that you weren't supposed to be but mm-hmm. it's very important that we know what happened so they're like yeah he ran in front of the car mm-hmm. and so then the family just has a 180 because like the dad has like dressed down Phyllis and accused mm-hmm. her of being drunk even though they you know they didn't right. they yeah. do they do a urine test and they're like mm-hmm. yeah she wasn't drunk
1: uh-huh. because
0: yeah. they never they're not allowed to drink if they're on duty right right wow i just don't know how trixie managed <laughs> like that's rough man yeah so anyway um they do a complete 180 and they're like nurse crane is a good woman (laughs) and I'm like okay like she did still hit your kid like (laughs) anyway he's fine or whatever yeah and then they have them come to cubs and talk about their blended family uh, or their biracial family yeah sorry blended family is like a totally different episode (laughs) um so you know racism was solved forever nice
1: so that's why brexit failed (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then we see and here so they keep having these like recurring people. Mm-hmm. So we've got Rhoda and Bernie Mullocks, who was the first thalidomide, thalidomide, okay. they say thalidomide. Yeah. Thalidomide baby. And you know, Susan's gotten older and her mom was trying to put her name down to be in preschool. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, yeah, Like you better have four limbs. <laughs> they literally were basically like that and so of course dr turner knows a guy (laughs) (laughs) he was like their internet yeah and so he's like there's this place and they're working with thalidomide families Mm -hmm. you know to to help outfit their children Mm -hmm. for the future and bernie once again just like freaks out and i'm like okay is this how it's gonna be every time because he just He's, like, revulsed by all these other thalidomide kids. He's like, I don't want other people feeling what I felt when they see Susan. And I'm like, dude, you cannot control other people. Also, your kid needs to be able to, like, function in some way. And, you know, Rhoda gives him what Mm for and says, you know, you're always down the black sail, the pub that's been here forever, (laughs) and everyone goes to... (laughs) It w- okay, look, it may well have always been there. It may but I been. just feel like they've never name checked it before. Yeah, yeah. So, cousins, if I'm wrong, like feel free to point out to me when mm-hmm. the black sale first. I feel set like there sail. was a
1: pub involved in that paint factory episode, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't even believe that she's like i don't want to be you know rubbing holes in my nylons mm-hmm. you know trying to teach susan how to scoot mm-hmm. on her butt from place to place mm-hmm. and it's you know the woman who plays rhoda mullocks is so good like, yeah she's yes. doing excellent work mm-hmm. so basically they're like okay we're gonna take susan to this like institution and mm-hmm. you know let them be professional and mm-hmm. you know they go visit her and are her family and stuff so great yeah um yeah great i think that's pretty much that episode okay all right. Final episode. All right. Episode eight. Hooray. Oh Jesus. Okay. Um oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so many horrible things happen. Okay. And you forget the order that they all happen in. Right. And then it's like pew pew pew. <laughs> so her vicar father has accepted a missionary post, I think, in New Guinea. Okay. And she wants him to officiate her wedding.
1: Who? Who is this?
0: Nurse Boring. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I used her Christian name. My fault. Her? <laughs> so she creepily explains to Boring Vicar Curate Tom... That, you know, when she would dream about her wedding, it wasn't about the dress or the flowers. She just envisioned her dad marrying her to some guy whose face she couldn't see. And I'm like, this is fucked up. Yeah, that's weird, That's dude. not normal. Yeah. Like, you could be like, oh, yeah, like, how cool. Right, but sure. no, like, yeah. that shouldn't be your number one fan. Like, yeah. you're already marrying a vicar in training, <laughs> right. young lady. Yeah, yeah. So... They decide that they have to move their wedding up because he's passing through London on his way to his new posting. Okay. So up oh, they got to plan a wedding real fast.
1: Waka waka. Yeah.
0: So, you know, lots of hijinks.
1: Well, I mean, they fucked up the engagement. Might as well do the same with the wedding.
0: <laughs> so Barbara, is, you know, lots of hijinks. She's trying to make her own dress. And I was thinking, I was like, why didn't she just get that lady to make it? And I was like, right. <laughs> she died. Yes. You know they're just they're just struggling to figure out what to do and, mm-hmm. and how to finance the wedding. Uh, hold that thought. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. They only have they have three weeks to plan it. Okay. So this episode actually lasts I feel like a bit longer than a normal episode. Could be. Although really I have no sense of time. <laughs> time doesn't exist in Poplar. <laughs> um, Sheila finally stops working.
2: Mm-mm-mm. She's
0: just like super emotional and she's yeah. freaking out about everything. And they're like, "Why don't you go home?" <laughs> and so she's like, "Oh, right." And Nurse Cranky, you know, is like, oh, you know, now you've only got to decide which one of us you want to deliver your baby. It's one of the perks of our profession. (laughs) Clearly thinking it would be her for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why she thought that, Mm -hmm. but Sheila chooses Sister Julianne, which makes Mm -hmm. perfect sense. Like, they've known each other forever. Yeah. I was actually
1: going to go with a hospital where they prioritize care over caring. uh... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I get plenty of caring. I'd rather have a healthy baby. Well,
0: Nurse Boring and her infinite boringness <laughs> clocks this and actually does a nice thing and invites mm. Nurse Cranky to be her bridesmaid. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Nurse Cranky is like, no, invite one of your friends. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, everything I know about living with another person I learned from you. <laughs> be my bride. I'm like, I don't know that's why. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, Look, you know. she feels good about herself. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> So there is a woman named Wilma. Okay. And she goes... So the the contraceptive clinic sets up in the...
1: Your, your name recollection has been trending up. I know,
0: those, right? Yeah. Well, it's more closer to now. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Even though I watched it all on the same day. Yeah, yeah. This woman goes to the contraceptive clinic, which is like in the same community center where they do the clinic. Mm-hmm. But like everybody, everybody has to use the side door. Okay and i forgot that unmarried mothers have to use the side door ticket oh. which is like it makes me so mad yeah yeah and <laughs> Get yeah. your shit together, everyone. I agree. But they're not going to. No. She gets the contraceptive pill, and you know she's like, "I'm going to go back to work." You know, my husband still wants me to give him a son, but fuck that, dude. <laughs> yeah. And you know, she starts working for this company that sells like foundation garments, basically, uh-huh. and she like sells one to Violet that's specifically for women going through menopause because mm-hmm. Violet, oh, she's going through. Oh the boy. change of life. I got yeah. into a because th- my mom was going to see Menopause the musical, uh. and I laughed when she like said the name. And she's mm-hmm. like, laugh now I was like listen I'm firmly in denial that's ever gonna happen to me and I'm not gonna let anybody ruin that (laughs) that's right I'm like listen I know it's coming I just refuse to acknowledge it yeah so look my hip hurts (laughs) I'm already unhappy yeah she gets the contraceptive pill oh nurse boring also gets a diaphragm hilarity (laughs) she's a virgin of course Wilma starts having pains in her leg not in her hip Mm -hmm. I'm not having a pulmonary embolism (laughs) just And it's amazing that I'm saying that. I know. It's a testament to my recovery. That's right.
1: You've really grown. I
0: really have. I know. I figured that out on my own. I didn't need (laughs) you to tell me. Yeah. So she is having pains in her leg and her chest and you know we see you know her and her husband her husband's very sort of Mm old-fashioned and you know would clearly flip his shit if he knew that she was on the pill Mm -hmm. so she uh has a heart attack Mm -hmm. and her children are there and she's like get your dad they take her to the hospital and she is comatose Mm -hmm. they do a tracheotomy um but they can't save her yeah and trixie is in there oh and she's with vicar curate boring tom Mm -hmm. uh because the husband was like oh you know she was raised a churchgoer so he comes in and performs anglican last rites Mm -hmm. and trixie says okay before her family comes in there's some things i gotta do so she you know puts makeup on her and fixes her hair yeah and you know because she's out and she's talking to the husband and Mm -hmm. he's saying oh you know the kids are with her sister Mm -hmm. and she's like are they close by
2: mm-hmm
0: so they all come in he's holding their new baby which is very new baby Mm -hmm. and you know they're all you know the little girls don't really understand what's happening and they like weirdly touch her face like no child does but yeah well listen I'm not here to criticize you Sid McCartney
1: kind of are
0: yeah (laughs) anyway you know so and then trixie has asked him she's like do you know if she was on the contraceptive pill because we've heard some cases and this Mm -hmm. was very right this was the thing that happened was that the the estrogen levels were too high yeah yeah and a lot of women died of the pulmonary embolism like Mm -hmm. they had to like go at least in the u.s they had to go to congress and be like hey yeah y'all are just using condoms and we're dying yeah god i hate men. i know Anyway. Yeah. That's related to a thing you don't know about, cousins. <laughs> the good news is Amy's not a man. That's right. anymore.
1: Yeah. It's very helpful.
0: Yeah, you are a good man though. Oh, well, thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hate you.
1: Yeah, no, I noticed. We
0: were married. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Usually I don't marry people I hate. <laughs> Maybe I will for fun sometime.
1: Yeah. We'll see how the next one goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do Now that I've been divorced once, I'm like Liz Taylor, I'm coming at you. <laughs> Although I feel like because they don't drink anymore, it's going to be a lot harder to get in that many bad idea
1: marriages. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you know, you just need the right partner and men being what they are. <sighs>
0: well, listen, <laughs> I'm going to be celibate forever. My hip doesn't stop hurting. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Violet comes to like, express her condolences and give the girls some hair ribbons Mm -hmm. and she says they're navy not black because Wilma favored navy. Mm. You know, they had a whole conversation about that and oh god and the woman who plays Wilma Uh is just phenomenal this whole episode. I mean, she just like lights up the screen Yeah, and it is so devastating.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I'm like, this is a character I would have loved to come back to Yeah, Yeah. but we can't because she died. That's right. Sheila finally goes into labor. All right. Oh, sorry. Trixie agrees to meet her dentist boyfriend's daughter because of uh, Wilma dying. Oh and also because afterwards she was sort of just, you know, processing with boring Vicar Tom Mm -hmm. curate person. And, you know, Saying how better suited Nurse Boring is to him. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, yeah. And uh she says something about, you know, her, her right, guy right. having a child. And, you know, she doesn't know if she should meet her. And he mm-hmm. says, of course you should. You're wonderful with children. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll meet your child. Okay. And I think that she eventually does. And they get some fancy looking ice cream and then... They're going to go to Boots and look at nail polishes because uh, Alexandra is the daughter and she's very taken with Trixie's nails. Okay. So, okay. This, oh, Sheila in labor. Right. And she, I enjoyed this because it's just her and sister Julianne and, and, you know, sheila sheila has insisted that patrick not be present for the birth Mm -hmm. because she wants to be just like everybody else for once yeah and you know everybody's been trying to get her to manage her anxiety with breathing exercises Mm -hmm. and all these things and she's like i made a to-do list on the pamphlet (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't sound like anyone in this room So she's in there with Sister Julianne and she's like, we could sing. And so, you know, and she's just she was like, I thought I'd be so much braver than this. Yeah, And she's just, you know, she's miserable because right. childbirth is terrible. Yeah, And I think to a degree for a lot of these midwives, they're such good midwives because they've never been through it.
1: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. You know,
0: it's the sort of thing where they, you know. They know that it'll be fine. Right. But like, because they can't, you know, they can sympathize, but they cannot empathize. Right, right. Is that right?
1: It, we get the idea. So yeah, anyway, sure.
0: you know, so of course, Sister Julianne remains perfectly calm mm-hmm. and they start singing a song and Patrick's like listening outside the door and he starts singing the song. Mm-hmm. And then Sheila finally says, oh, let him in. I don't know why I thought we could do this like everybody else because we're us. <laughs> which was very sweet so yeah. he's behind her as she mm-hmm. gives birth they have a little boy mm-hmm. I don't know that I ever oh they name him Teddy oh okay um who's Teddy Taddy <laughs> no because his name is Patrick anyway yeah whatever. so I guess I just wanted a Teddy boy of their very own <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> 1950s humor <laughs> even though it's 1962
1: <laughs> um, well they seem like the people that, the sort of people that would be a bit behind the times
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah, so then Nurse Boring's vicar dad shows up and is just as vicary as you please. (laughs) And, you know, he officiates the wedding. Oh, and everybody's taken up and put together a kitty for. Uh nurse boring's wedding fun so she winds up with actually like a very beautiful like cream colored cape Mm. and a very nice dress okay they get a ridiculous amount of flowers because she had like delivered the guy's baby Uh they should really like cash in on that more (laughs) yeah like look people have paid for medical care and goods and services for a long time it's just tips yeah anyway you know none of them are midwifing now true and then oh there was a story before when she was creepily waxing rhapsodic about her father that you know she didn't realize how poor that they pause were there, i was
1: like waxing her legs waxing a car <laughs> What? Are...
0: <laughs> so she told boring curate vicar tom that you know, they were poor and they never had money for anything, but there was a, a carnival and she wanted to ride just one ride and she begged and begged and begged and he finally dug out, you know, sixpence or whatever. right And, you know, she got to ride the carousel and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you never told me that. And I'm like, that's not even like a good <laughs> story. Like, right. why would that ever like be <laughs> like, we've all ridden on a carousel, bro. <laughs> so he... I'm not totally sure how this tracks, but he gave money to Fred to bet on like a dog fight or a dog race. Okay, I th- it must have been a dog race. I hope so. I don't think they would have condoned dog fighting, <laughs> in, you know, Nanata's house. But so Fred has won big. Oh, nice. So boring Curate and Vicar Tom uses this money not to finance housekeeping, but to rent a carousel ah. for their reception, which actually was very cute. <laughs> very sweet yeah and you know that is pretty much it okay um i think i think sister nobody uh is setting off to take her driving test oh great oh and patsy comes back
1: ah yes right because
0: everybody's having fun at the wedding and delia has a sad and instead of being like hey why didn't you fucking write me a goddamn letter Mm -hmm. patsy you know says something like You know, I left Hong Kong the day after the funeral, and I'm like, uh, how long did it take you to get here? I'm very confused. But then she's like, I don't know where I'm going next, but I know you're coming with me. And I'm like, okay. And then, so then to jump from that Mm -hmm. into the first episode of series seven without the
1: Uh, benefit
0: of an interim, Mm -hmm. you know, holiday special, I was like, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) Like, did they just disappear into the sapphic night? (laughs) It just seems a little bit like opaque for this show. No,
1: just like, I found the secret land of lesbians. <laughs> I can't tell you where, but follow me.
0: It's like platform nine and a half. <laughs> yeah.
1: God, I wish that were true.
0: Um, you're in the Bay Area. Nice. If one exists, you're so close. No, that's right.
1: Yeah. I'm on the trail. Yeah. All right. You're
0: going to be fine. <laughs> I don't worry about you at all. I worry about my hip. <sighs> Okay, so All that's right. series six. Yes. Uh, I'm going to try to track down this holiday. Like, I don't I'm like, who are they trying to keep out of this thing? Because, <laughs> like, they have, like, you can find, like, the player on the PBS website. Because mm-hmm. p- PBS is one place my stocks. But it's like, this video is not available in your area. And I'm like, you leave my area out of this. <laughs> Yeah. My area hurts. My area does hurt. <laughs> it's very close to my hip. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want one of these midwives to check it out, though, because that's like the kiss of death. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> You're one of the call the midwives midwives.
1: <laughs> yes, and I brought my friend, Jessica Fletcher.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Here's our other friend, Walter White. why I w- like this show is almost a parody of itself though at this point, mm-hmm. like it's so British, yeah, it's the most British thing that ever British, yeah, so British, yeah i i I simply can't. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about it except that it's so British, but I enjoy you know, yeah, yeah, I really like the show, yeah, my you know complaints notwithstanding hella houndstooth just (laughs) houndstooth for days and i really appreciate that Mm -hmm. it's a dying art houndstooth (laughs) yeah so that's about it for that we will be announcing some changes to patreon tiers Mm -hmm. with some new rewards which we are still sort of hashing out Mm -hmm. and it'll be open season um for people at the ten dollar tier to start suggesting things again yeah so we'll get that moving. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we'll still be doing The Crown. We'll still be doing piggy Blinders. Yep. But we got some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll figure that out.
1: We will indeed.
0: Until next time. Up, Up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Vicar.
1: <sniffs>